1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Well, last weekend, I wasn't here because I was able to go with some of our other leaders here at Harbor to visit our partner community, El Mirador, in the Dominican Republic. We work with an organization called Food for the Hungry, um, often just called for short, FH. So if you hear us around here, use the, the acronym FH. That's who we're talking about, Food for the Hungry. FH, they work um, in community development. They work with the leaders of El Mirador and other communities just like that all over the world to help the community make its own plans and dreams for the future. FH helps the community to look around at the resources they have there and to think about how those resources could be used to change their community for the better. Partner organizations like us here at Harbor, we get to come alongside FH and communities like El Mirador to encourage, to share financial resources, and to build relationships with the people of the community. Now, Harbor of Hope has been partnering with El Mirador through Food for the Hungry for almost 10 years now. Uh, Because of the pandemic, the timeline for our partnership has been increased. So we now have about four years left of our intentional partnership with this community. Next Sunday, you'll have a chance to hear more um, about our trip and our partnership. But since I get to preach, I thought I would share with you some of my favorite parts about our trip. What impacted me in our short visit last weekend. The most beautiful thing I saw in El Mirador was the way that the leaders of the community are working together to build the future in their village. The leadership team is made up of men and women, old and young, pastors and laborers, moms and dads. Some of the leaders focus on helping women and children. These mother leaders each take responsibility for 10 families in the community and do regular home visits to check in on how the family is doing. Some of the leaders work with the water filtration system where they can sell clean water for a small amount, which brings in income for the community and ensures that everyone in the community is healthy. Some teach in the school or the early childhood center, making sure that children that are two and a half to four years old are ready by the time they enter school at five. The beauty of what I saw is how each person took part in transforming their community. Each person operated out of their gifts and abilities to help build a better future for their village. And it's working. (laughs) This was my first trip to El Mirador, but some others on our team have been several times now, and they see a difference. They see the increase in dreaming for the future 
Uh, they see the dreams of a pharmacy and a community center and a baseball field have come to fruition. El Mirador is being transformed by people in the community playing their unique roles well. Our partners in El Mirador are doing exactly what Paul said is supposed to happen in the passage that we just heard from 1 Corinthians 12. As we've been working through this series on the Holy Spirit, we've learned about how the Holy Spirit mediates God's presence, how the Holy Spirit brings new life and convicts of sin. But today we're going to talk about another aspect of the work of the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to explore what 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says the Holy Spirit does. Right in the middle of the passage that Jeremy read just now comes the thesis statement of Paul's paragraph. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Paul is saying his big idea is that the Holy Spirit empowers each of us to contribute to God's mission in our community. The Holy Spirit empowers us, each of us, every single one of us, to serve, to contribute, to make a difference in the mission of God in our church community. Now, there are three important pieces of this statement that we're going to unpack this morning. The first is that the Holy Spirit empowers each of us. Paul says here and in several other places in his letters that the Holy Spirit is given to everyone in the community of faith. So everyone who's following Jesus, everyone who's come to Christ, everyone who wants a piece of what's going on in this community, all of us have been given gifts from the Holy Spirit. The idea that the Holy Spirit empowers individuals to serve God's mission is found throughout the Bible, not just in Paul's letters. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God is said to come on King Saul and then King David and on the judges and on the prophets. The Holy Spirit is said to empower Mary's miraculous pregnancy with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is directly pointed to as the power source of Jesus' ministry on earth as he healed and taught and casted out demons. And Jesus promised the disciples in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Bible is clear that the power to participate in God's mission comes from the Holy Spirit. The power to speak the truth boldly comes from the Holy Spirit. The power to heal and care for people well comes from the Holy Spirit. In short, the power to participate in God's mission, the mission that we said is shalom this fall as we studied the mission of God. Shalom, the power to participate in bringing shalom to earth comes from the Holy Spirit. And Paul wants to make sure that the church knows that if they're followers of Jesus, they have access to this power. Do you know that? Do you believe that? That you have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit and that part of that gift is the power to participate in bringing God's peace, God's shalom to earth. The power to help other people know God. The power to help all creation flourish. See, in the early church, just like today, there was a tendency to think that the real work of ministry was done by the professionals, (laughs) that only those with certain gifts 
we're really capable to bring change. And I love our partnership with Food for the Hungry because that's exactly the kind of thinking they're working to get rid of in the communities they work with. They want every one of the people that they work with to know that they have gifts that matter. They have gifts that can help transform their community. So if you are a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has empowered you, yes, you, and you, and you, and you, all of you. He has empowered you to make a difference in the mission of God in our community, both here at Harvard and out in Greater Lowell. The Holy Spirit empowers each one of us. The second important truth about the Holy Spirit's empowering each one of us is that the Holy Spirit's empowerment comes in a variety of ways. In church world, what we call these various ways of being empowered by God's Spirit is spiritual gifts. Have you heard that phrase? Spiritual gifts. A spiritual gift is just what we call a gift or ability that's been given to us by God through the Holy Spirit to contribute to God's mission on earth. And as we've already said, everyone who follows Jesus has the Holy Spirit. So everyone who follows, the, follows Jesus has spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit empowers each one of us in ways that help us accomplish God's mission. And the gifts the Spirit gives are not all the same. They're different. They're supposed to be. That's what a lot of the passage that Jeremy read for us this morning is getting at. In 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, you can see on the screen that Paul says there's varieties of gifts, varieties of service, varieties of activities, but all of those are empowered by the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. In verses 8 through 11, Paul again emphasizes the variety of gifts, all given by the same Spirit. For to one is given, through the Spirit, the utterance of wisdom, to another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit, to another, faith, by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, and all of these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually. As he wills. So Paul was writing to a community that tended to emphasize the importance of certain gifts. The Corinthians prided themselves on being wise and spiritual, and so some gifts like speaking in tongues or prophecy were lifted up as more important or maybe better than other ones. But Paul is writing to correct their emphasis on just a couple gifts. He's making the point, really through the next three chapters of 1 Corinthians, that these more showy gifts are not more important. They're not the only good spiritual gifts to have. And in fact, it wouldn't be good for the community if those were the only gifts present. Paul wants the early church to know and believe that the Holy Spirit empowers every person with a variety of gifts on purpose. It's better for the church if we're different. We aren't supposed to all be the same. And that's the point of all of the lists in the New Testament we read of spiritual gifts. There are several places in the New Testament where you'll find somebody listing spiritual gifts. 
None of those lists is meant to be an exhaustive list of all the possible spiritual gifts we could have. They're just there to make the point that there's a lot of different ways that God gifts the various people in his church and that it's good for the church if we're a diverse group of people. In our diversity, we display the image of God himself. God who is three in one, Father, Spirit, and Son. Each person in the Trinity has distinct roles, but they're all at perfect unity together. And that's what God wants for us in the church. Unity in Christ does not mean uniformity. We are not supposed to all be the same. We are supposed to have different perspectives, different abilities, different things that come naturally to us. And that's what Paul starts to talk about if you keep reading in chapter 12, where he talks about how we are one body made up of all the different parts. If everyone was a preacher, who would care for the elderly? If everyone was a greeter on our first impressions team, who would create a fun and safe environment for our kids? If everyone played the guitar, who would make sure that our Zoom service was up and running so that people who can't be here with us can join into the community? If everyone traveled to El Mirador, who would pray for the team that went? Do you see what I'm getting at? (laughs) We are supposed to be different. We are supposed to have different gifts. We are supposed to have different passions, different abilities, different skills. That's the whole point of having a community. (laughs) The mission of God, the, the mission that God has invited us to be a part of, to bring his kingdom to earth, that's big. That's all encompassing. It's a war fought on every front at the same time. That's huge. And that's why we need every single spiritual gift we have to complete it. So what are your gifts? Do you know? The funny thing about our spiritual gifts sometimes is that often, because it's something that comes easily to us, we overlook it. (laughs) We tend to think, oh, everyone can do that. But I bet if you would ask those close to you, there's something you do naturally that doesn't come as easily to them as it does to you. Now, if you're not sure what your spiritual gifts are, um, I've provided a spiritual gifts assessment for you. Um, if you, you may have passed it on the way in. There's a table back there that has a paper assessment you can do. Um, you can take that assessment and find out what your spiritual gifts might be and then share it with somebody. Would you, would you email me? I would love to know what your spiritual gifts are. <laughs> would love to talk to you about your spiritual gifts. And remember, this assessment is just one way of looking at spiritual gifts. Like I said, there's no exhaustive list of spiritual gifts. This is just one assessment, one way to think about and discover who God made you to be. And you can take this assessment online if you want to at giftstest.com, but you'll have to give them your email, so you might get on an email list if you want your results. That's why I gave you the paper copy. So what are your gifts? We are supposed to have a variety of gifts here at Harbor of Hope. Part of growing in Christ is learning about how the Holy Spirit has uniquely gifted you to contribute to what God is up to around here. So the Holy Spirit empowers every one of us and gives a variety of different kinds of empowerments. The third thing I want us to understand from this passage is the reason that the Holy Spirit empowers each of us with different gifts. 
Paul says in verse 7 that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the expression of God at work in each of us, is given to us for a particular reason, the common good. This means that we're all given particular gifts, empowered in a variety of ways by the Holy Spirit for the good of the whole community. The ways that the Holy Spirit has empowered you, they're not just for you. The ways the Holy Spirit has empowered you are intended to make you a contributor to what God is up to here in this community. That means that you are a valuable piece of the puzzle. That means that we here at Harbor can't be who God wants us to be if you don't play your role. We need all of us. These three big strategies that we talk about here that Rosemary mentioned this morning, living fully in worship and loving deeply in community, giving freely in service. These are the things that we've seen that the church is supposed to be about from the early church in the New Testament. It's likely that each of us have been empowered slightly differently by the Holy Spirit in a way that makes some of us better at some of those pieces of our strategies, some of those pieces of what we're supposed to do than others. And that's okay. That's why we need each other. Some of you are gifted with kids, with students. You connect easily with those younger than you. We need you in Kids Harbor and in HSM because parents won't feel welcome here. Families will not stick around here at Harbor to find their way back to God if there isn't a welcoming space for their kids. They just won't. Some of you are gifted with technology. We need your help running our video and sound and website and online services so we can make it easier for people to participate in the communal life. Some of you just love people. You've never met a stranger. We need you at the front door and in the parking lot to be the face of Harbor so that people feel the love of Jesus from the moment they get out of their car in the parking lot. Some of you just love hanging out on social media, and maybe you could help us get creative at how we might reach people in our community through a tool that all of us spend an awful lot of time on. Some of you love serving behind the scenes. And I wonder if you know that one of the biggest needs all of our ministry leaders have here, who are mostly volunteers, one of the biggest needs that they have is admin support. Some of you just love to encourage other people. In a world that is divided and angry and discouraged and fearful, we need you. Send that text or that email. Join the care team and send cards to people in our community to let them know we're thinking of them and praying for them. Some of you love to pray for others. Wouldn't it be great if we could have a prayer ministry after church on Sundays where people that need prayer could just come and get prayer? (laughs) Some of you are passionate about issues of justice. We need your help to make sure that here at Harbor, we're welcoming and caring well for everyone and that we're engaging in greater role in ways that help everyone in our community flourish. I could go on and on. Katie, you have been. Okay, but my point is this. <laughs> if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a part of this community, you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit in a way that we need in order to fulfill God's plan for our community. The plan for our church was never for it to be a spectator sport. Will you show up, listen to some music, hear a message, take some notes, and go home? No, that's not church. The church is meant to be a living, active community that is being transformed and is transforming the world. And you can't do that just by watching. 
My time in El Mirador inspired me to think about what it looks like when everyone in the community is serving in their spirit-empowered role. When everyone is serving in the way that the spirit has empowered them, people are cared for. The community is healthy. The community thrives. The community grows. The community is transformed to look more and more like God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So do you believe that you have been uniquely empowered by the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that you have been gifted in ways that our community needs? And will you please play your role? Will you commit to playing the part that only you can play so that our community can be transformed? This morning, we're going to have a little bit of an extended time of reflection. You'll have about 10 minutes here. So I would encourage you, if you're feeling unsure of what your gifts are, take these next moments to take the gifts test. Go grab the paper copy in the back, or you can go online to giftstest.com and just quickly work through the spiritual gifts test. If you know your spiritual gifts, but you're not quite sure how you can use them here at Harbor, spend some time asking God about what he'd want you to do with that. Or I'll be out in the cafe, come talk to me. I would love to talk to you about that. We can chat this morning, we can set up some time during the week. I think Tracy's coming through back here with copies, so if you need a copy of that, just raise your hand and she'll bring you one. (laughs) Harbor, every single one of you matters. Every single one of you has a role to play. You are needed. Every single one of you has been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Anybody else need one? So take this time. If you're online, uh, I think Cricket's going to drop in the chat for you. She already has (laughs) the link to that online test. You can take it online. Take this time. Consider who has God made you? How has the Holy Spirit empowered you? You have been empowered to play a unique role here at Harbor. So friends, family, play your role well. Let me pray, and then you'll have the next um, nine or ten minutes here to just consider. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for the ways you have gifted this community. How diversely you have made each of us. The different spiritual gifts you've given us, the different personalities you've given us, the different skills you've just made us good at. We are so thankful for that. And God, we want to be a community where everyone plays their role, where everyone participates. And so this morning, will you help us? Will you give us wisdom about our role? Will you help us answer the question, what does it mean for me to play my role here at Harbor? And as we each play our roles, God, will you help us to celebrate each other well, to celebrate the ways you are at work as we become transformed and a force for transformation in our world? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so take these next minutes. um, You can fill out the assessment or there's questions on the bottom of the sermon outline that you can consider too, but this time is for you.